From Chicago Style Media, we bring you Windy City Wisdom. Join us as we talk to the men and women in the Chicagoland area who have built their businesses from the ground up. We'll learn about their struggles, successes, and some of the lessons they've learned along the way. My own brand, it's my baby. It's literally the brainchild of mine. I am anything from the design to everything you see in the cafe, the whole menu, the um you know, the plates, the utensils, the logo, the branding, I created all of it. Nestled in the heart of River North, Cafe Cremerie is a European-style cafe inspired by Lisa Gasparian's travels overseas and her love for all things food and culture. Lisa sought to create a unique destination for guests to relax and enjoy fresh quality sweets, savory snacks, rich, smooth coffee, and delicious wines within a cozy atmosphere. So as many of you know, we are with Lisa Gasparian, the owner of Cafe Cremery. And so thanks for coming on today. We really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. So the first question, Lisa, out of the gate is Cafe Cremery. How did you come up with the name? Oh, the name is totally Parisian influence. I had walked the streets of Paris on a trip and I've been many times and there was this adorable cafe there called Cremerie Cafe. And long story short, they actually own the domain cafecremerie.com and it was a wonderful family and they decided to retire in the COVID times and I had bought the URL and the naming rights from them. But there was one that existed in Paris that I was in around in the St. Germain area. And um, the cafe itself is heavily influenced by most of my like Parisian and European experiences. But that in particular, just I felt like encompassed what I was trying to do because it was a little dessert store that had gelato like I did, like I do now. Um, and it was just adorable. And I just wanted the name to be something European-like. Um, I came from the franchise Amarino. And so Amarino was a beautiful name, I thought, for a dessert cafe. And I was really trying to get something at par or equally better to my last concept. Wow. That's really neat. That's yeah. Fun. It was fun. Do you still, um, do you keep in touch with the folks in Paris or do they know uh, what Cafe Cremery in Chicago is now? I believe they're followers on social, which is really fun. Um, I have not like met them in person or anything per se, but um, I know that they follow and they they like a lot of our stuff. So that's fun. Very cool. Love it. Uh, Lisa, was it difficult opening the restaurant? Uh, Talk a little bit about when did you open? What did the early days look like? Was it was it difficult? I imagine, you know, there's always obstacles. What did that look like early on? So, um. You mean in my experience or as Cafe Cremery? As Cafe Cremery, sorry. Um, Sure. Cafe Cremery was an interesting obstacle for me as the the entire store is custom fabricated. Therefore, um, there were a lot of long lead times. And an average cafe should probably take four to six months to build out. And mine took nearly 13 months just because of the pandemic restrictions and I ordered nearly everything from Italy. So everything you see in the cafe is Italian wood, it's Italian furnishings, it's Italian, um, the showcases and the refrigeration are all from Italy. 
Um, so that lead time of which was re originally quoted at like three months ended up being nine months. And I couldn't really build around or retrofit anything else until that was all in place and secured and installed. So it took a lot longer than I anticipated. Gotcha. Um, so I, I want to go back to my original question because I'm curious, did, were you in the business before Cafe Cremery or is this your first so I was, I was the um, Chicago franchisee for the franchise Amarino, which is based out of Paris with locations scattered around the United States. I held that location in the Gold Coast. It was at 838 North State. That was my corner shop for six years. And then unfortunately, um, the pandemic just induced a crossroads of again, freight logistics and problems with having a franchise coming straight from Paris, we were required to have all of their items and inventory, which made it just hard to bring to the United States as like Europe shut down in the pandemic before the United States shut down. And then I was just handed a difficult decision of what I was gonna do at those crossroads to move forward. And it was just, you know, I unfortunately found myself in a situation in which I needed to terminate of personal goals and business goals that it was, um, it was questionable how they were going to get us or how they were going to get the United States inventory. And with the liabilities and business operations that I have and had at the time, I need to be more in control. And so I terminated and broke off and decided to use it as a tool where I was just set up for success. And I really learned from amazing group of people on how to operate and do what I knew how to do. And so then I created my own brand. Wow, that's fantastic. So Cafe Cremery. So Cafe Cremery is my own brand. It's my baby. It's literally the brainchild of mine. I am anything from the design to everything you see in the cafe, the whole menu, the, um, you know, the plates, the utensils, the logo, the branding, I created all of it. That's fantastic. And so what, what were some of the challenges you had early on with Cafe Cremery? I mean, I know you mentioned some things already, but, um, you know, you mentioned the pandemic, uh, some of the other things that were going on back then. Was it, was there ever moments where you're like, ah, what am I doing? Or, Um, What were some of the struggles in the beginning? There were definitely, you know, after being an operator and owner for six years and then getting sidelined by COVID, Mm -hmm. um, which was unprecedented for me at the time, I then was, um, I then unfortunately, my original store was looted and then a lot happened for me to shut down the first store. So then opening the cafe, there were definitely times where I was like, am I just crazy to do this all over again? But like this time, not affiliated with a franchise, but yet on my own, there were definitely moments, days, weeks, months where I was just so hesitant, like, do I have enough in me and the inertia to continue to push forward? Because at the time, and still to this day, the restaurant industry was probably the most drastically impacted as far as, and that goes forward into, you know, how we can build out resources, materials. Um, I've never had investors, but, you know, people who do have investors, it's much harder to do that in restaurants now. Um, 
If you go the conventional way through the bank system, they're much harder to go through to get restaurants now. Um, you know, cost of goods and labor have just, everything is like working against us now versus for us, like probably pre-COVID. Mm -hmm. So I think those that you see that are currently open, especially the single operators and um, the ma and pa shops, like they're really strong people and they either have really good legal and they have really good tenacity to just keep pushing forward because the circumstances that exist in today's retail world is just so different than pre-COVID. Yeah. Well, and I was wondering, you know, how do you stay competitive with the Dunkins that are popping up everywhere in downtown, the Starbucks, um, other coffee shops around? So I think that if you have the privilege to enter my store and get to experience the cafe, I think I isolate myself from just more so having an experience. You know, a lot of people go in there and joke that it's uh, Emily in Paris in Chicago, mm -hmm. but um, it's quite the different vibe and the offering is very different. Um, I'm almost, you know, I'm probably closer similar to like a Starbucks reserve than I am to like a Starbucks in the sense that it's an elevated product and offering. We don't do, we keep our cafeteria menu at more of a European base where we're not offering a lot of the sugary drinks that the Dunkins and the Starbucks do. Sure. So it's truly for like the dessert and coffee lovers at heart. That's fantastic. Yeah. And, yeah, Lisa, your story is just, it's inspiring because nobody sees the grind, the hustle, the sleepless nights, just hearing you talk about, you know, some of the early days and, and challenges to present day, you know, they just see this beautiful cafe and, and that's fantastic. And that's all they should see. But it's the process that business owners, you know, like us embrace. It's the roller coaster of emotions. And it's, it's the unseen that, um, you know, Kobe Bryant once said, it's not because of championships and endorsements that made him a winner. It's the 4am workouts. It's the two a days. It's, it's getting better and just grinding when nobody is looking. So um, Absolutely. Know, yeah, just hearing you talk about some of the challenges with COVID, with looting, uh, some of the other nonsense that you've had to deal with, um, just to to get up and keep moving forward and and you know serve the River North community at this beautiful ca beautiful cafe is just it's really truly inspiring. So, thank you so much. Yeah. Um, what? So, pandemic. I I know we all have pandemic fatigue, um, but I'm curious. You know, with the makeup of Chicago, particularly um, River North, Gold Coast, some of those those neighborhoods, we saw a lot of people leaving Illinois, moving south, moving west, whatever the case may be. As far as your customer is concerned, do you see more business customers um, or I should say more residential customers than you used to see business customers or uh, what is kind of the makeup of, of your core customer? Um. It's interesting because I've had the privilege to live and operate on two ends of State Street, one being closer to Gold Coast, the other closer to River North. Mm -hmm. And I can tell you that my pre-existing location was probably 90% residential, 10% business and tourist because it was just, it's heavily dense in an area of the Gold Coast high rises. Mm -hmm. um, my existing location, however, I would say is a healthy mix of 50-50 or even 40-60, weighing more towards the tourist and business side, just because in that quadrant of River North, it's just a 
bigger junction street of going north and south where people are entering the loop or coming towards river north and gold coast than you know north of chicago avenue was you know north of chicago avenue everyone's going to the staples like gibson's and at the time tavern which Mm -hmm. doesn't exist right now and you know going the other direction you're there's a lot more going on as far as river north has to offer going into the loop and all the activities towards the financial district, there's just way more traffic going south than there is north. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. And there are quite more significant um, hotels in the River North area in the Loop that are all price ranges, which I think also attract business. Whereas the Gold Coast, you know, we have like the Waldorfs and the Four Seasons. And so like you have a broader spectrum of tourists, I believe, in River North. Got you. Yeah, different clientele too. Yeah, totally. That makes sense. Um, what what do you sell the most of? Is it coffee, gelato? Is, is there something that um, an item that you sell more than more than? So that? I'm I'm very much well known for the gelato offering. However, as Cafe Cremery, we have done an amazing job of increasing our percentage of cake sales. And we've really become the little niche area for cake and a coffee, um, which makes me so happy because it was a new product line to my menu. Um, before Cafe Cremery, I just, as an Amarino, I was solely gelato, up to 36 flavors of gelato. I've now limited my offering closer to 12 flavors of gelato, offering any at any time, eight to 10 different varieties of cake. Additionally, like the macaroons, the parfaits, the savory snacks and soups and pizza and sandwiches. So I have more of an offering now, um, but the cakes are definite gravitational points. That's awesome. And if you go, yeah, if you go to your website, cafecremery.com, you will... Uh-huh be welcomed with a pop-up of a beautiful moist cake that makes your mouth water. Yes, because we also do, you can order a whole cake that we have on the menu for pickup um, up to two days after the, your order. But, uh, you know, if you think about cake and just why I got into the sweet industry to begin with, it just doesn't really exist in Chicago. There's not very many places you can just go for a piece of cake and a coffee um, as far as not being at the end of your meal you know? Um, So I really love that I was able to bring that to fruition, partially because I love dessert. And so I just love being in the dessert industry. And really the great thing about dessert, unlike a restaurant, you know, they're happy looking at them, they love eating them, and they're always smiling. Like you don't really get annoyed or upset customers with dessert, you know? Yeah, that makes sense completely. Yeah. So going into my next question, what is your favorite item that you sell? My favorite item, I have a three chocolates copa, which is delicious, and a mascarpone copa, which is like creamy layers of mascarpone with like chocolate crumbles on top. I also have, I love uh, gelato naturally. Um, We have sorbet in hollowed fruit shells the lemon sorbet sorbetto is probably my favorite um followed by as far as gelato i think my favorite gelato i have right now is cinnamon um it's just a smoothie texture it's it's perfect (laughs) and as far as cake mm -hmm. i love the chocolate grenache cheesecake it is 
to die for delicious. <laughs> There's a reason I set this up for after lunch, just so you know. Give 10 companies the same products and there will always be a number one and a number 10. Because it's not about the products, it's about the people behind them. And nobody defies that more than Lisa Gasparian at Cafe Cremery. So speaking of cake, you know, certain commodities, sugar, eggs, they face crazy cost volatility. Eggs seem to be $15 a dozen. You know, everyone's going to be painting painting potatoes instead of eggs at Easter this year. Um, How do you plan for sudden or uncontrollable price changes for key ingredients in your cafe? So I took the business approach of having a marginal blend profit margin, which, you know, every owner looks at every menu and inventory item separately. But if you enter the cafe, you'll notice that everything is the same price. Um, Like every cake slice is the same price. All the gelatos are the same price. And the reason behind that is if there are fluctuations, obviously with what we're dealing with right now and inventory, that the cakes that I can make more money on, I do. And the cakes that I don't, I don't. But together as a whole, you're up, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think as you know, as an owner, you can throw all the cost to the customer because they're still to enjoy the experience. But naturally, you'll see like, you know, whether I've had to elevate my prices by 50 cents to a dollar or the things that most restaurants are doing now, but they're doing on a greater scale. I try to just slim that. Um, I just try to slim that down so that the experience stays true to itself, that it is a cafe and it should have cafe pricing. Sure. Okay. Yeah. What about, so the culinary world is subject to many fads, you know, similar like the fashion industry and coffee seems to have withstood the test of time. Uh, I personally just, you know, I'm the boring person who orders a black coffee, but you hear more and more about mud water or rice or these specialty drinks that don't contain coffee, but tout their own health benefits. And so I'm not a fan of them, but I'm curious, do you respond to latest trends uh, within your sector by changing what you offer? Um, do you just ignore, excuse me, ignore the noise as it were? Uh, what's your outlook when it comes to that? So I think like as far as a coffee operator, you stick true to what coffee is. And in my world of staying true to like the European experience would be espresso based uh, specialty drinks and everything is around the espresso shot. Uh, Mm -hmm. That's the traditional way. I feel like I'm I'm confident to say that's how you should be drinking coffee. Um, (laughs) But there are obviously trendy things going on. And I think there's other cafes that lean more on the like the trends than I do. Like Edie's Cafe in River North does a great job of being a little bit trendier with their coffee program. Um, I stick true to the more the traditional coffee drinker that just wants a great espresso, whether however they want it, flat, cappuccino, latte, but we make it whatever, however they like it. And we're just more of the traditional atmosphere for coffee. I love it. Love it. Yeah. Uh, you know, one of the questions I like to ask people is, uh, was there someone in the beginning who helped you? And I'm not necessarily referring to financially, but support? Was there somebody who said, Lisa, you've got this? Um, you know, I, I know that we all have had help along the way and, and support and whatnot. Is there somebody who stands out 
in your mind that has really been there for you or was there for you? I mean, I'm very blessed that I have a full life. And I think in regards to my friends and family, nobody really knew what to say or how to help me with all the unfortunate events that happened in 2020 to myself. Mm -hmm. Um, Moving forward, I recognized that to push forward, I'd probably need to get a business coach. Um, And there's a great world-renowned business coach named Donald Burns. He's uh, at the restaurant coach. And he really helped me get back into the mindset of operating and what I needed to do um, to get back on my feet and operate again. Meanwhile, there's a local Chicagoan, Art Mendoza, who is a tenured owner and operator who weekly in COVID checked on me, helped me, met with me, and like did analysis of like cost of goods and really to get me off my feet with a new brand and what I needed to do to wrap my head about around creating a new brand. Um, Because I'm not entering, I didn't come out of this as a franchise owner again. My idea now is to start my own franchise. So um, those two gentlemen specifically stick out and will forever stick out and really mentally crossing me to a finish line of all the tasks and the mindfulness of every day of what needed to get done to get to the finish line. Sure. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's great. I'm actually on the restaurantcoach.com right now. And yeah, some of these restaurants look familiar, but it just looks like it's such a robust training platform and I can see why. It's so yeah. robust and he helped me and he still helps me. He checks on me. I have weekly sessions with him continuously just okay. because, you know, some people in life, whether you have a therapist or a coach or whatever it is, you just need to tweak and tune up and like get it right. And just keep it tight, really, like all the time and every day. Because when you're the owner and operator, all your staff like depends on you. The vision is behind you. The menu is me. Everything in that world and cafe is me. So it's an extension of yourself when you are doing it as like a one-off owner and operator. Yeah, absolutely. You set the pace for the team, for the the vibes, all of it. So. Mm -hmm. All right, Lisa, let's have a little fun. I'm going to put you on the hot seat and ask you okay. fire questions. <laughs> I hope I can answer them. <laughs> the first one might be tough based on our conversation. Okay, so cake or ice cream? And I'll add gelato in there as well. Cake or gelato? Uh, gelato. Okay. I love gelato. It's just like <laughs> I started in this industry because I was I kept going to Europe at the time and just eating probably – five cones of gelato a day. And I'm like, I'm going to, I told my ex-husband at the time, I'm like, I'm going to open a gelato store one day. And then sure enough, I did. <laughs> awesome. Do you have a certain flavor that you like? Uh, my longtime favorite would probably be stracciatella or like regular chocolate chip. Okay. Additionally, pistachio. Perfect. That sounds good. Yes. I'm a cookie dough person, but uh, uh, they all sound amazing. <laughs> so Be- good. Best season of the year. I think fall. Okay. Cubs or Sox? Cubs. There you of go. Of course. Awesome. Most watched movie? I'm an Emily in Paris fanatic. Um, other than that, I do love Pretty Woman. I'll probably watch it anytime I see that it's on. Okay. Um, Julia Roberts. Anything with Julia Roberts. Perfect. Morning or evening workouts? Or just a morning, evening person in general? 
always morning because my day is so jam packed with the bandwidth that I have for myself that if it doesn't happen, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Morning routines are critical, at least in in my opinion. And um, I can always kind of judge, you know, the, the pace of my life at the moment based on my morning routine. If I get that right, everything else kind of seems to fall into place. Oh, absolutely. And I, and I do think as a, as I am a workout person that Mm -hmm. it just gives you a different level of like, you know, serotonin and motivation for your day. Absolutely. It's a stronger mindset for sure. Yeah. People who go to the gym at seven o'clock, eight o'clock at night, God bless them. I can't do it. Oh, I wouldn't be able to sleep. I'd be like wired. And then. Exactly. <laughs> yep. Um, okay. So what book are you reading right now? Or do you have a favorite book that stands out? Oh gosh. You know, I'm not really good at reading books, but I have to say that I'm like obsessed with documentaries. I'm like a big dork that watches a lot of documentaries. Okay. Um, most recently I love the one on, um, Madoff on Netflix. Okay. Um, but yeah, I I really enjoy documentaries. If you are stranded on a deserted Island and you can have three things, this is a common question, but what three things, any three things, um, other than obviously, you know, family, what, what, what do you have with you? Um, I'm stranded on an Island. I better have a good bikini. (laughs) (laughs) Some lip gloss and sunglasses. All right. There you go. I'll figure out the rest. Exactly. Enjoy. (laughs) Uh, Favorite band. Oh gosh, this is really hard for me because I I'm a big music junkie. Okay. Um, or top three, anything that stands out. I love Arcade Fire. I love LCD Sound System, and EDM wise, I love Cascade. Awesome. Yeah. In all fairness, I don't like when people ask me ask me that question either because I'm like, oh. it's so hard, right? Because like yeah. you like so much music. I know. I'm like Rolling Stones. I could listen to anything from Rolling Stones to Snoop Dogg to Kenny Chesney. So I'm all over the board. Oh yeah. Dog Chicago style or another way, if any. Chicago style. Oh, when I first moved to Chicago and I'm like, this is the greatest thing ever. <laughs> that and my other favorite thing I've learned in Chicago is Jardinera. Yep. Yep. The best. Favorite pizza place in Chicago. This is going to be a lame answer because I'm a total foodie, but I love Giordano's pizza. Oh, and if I'm, if I'm not eating Giordano's, I really like Salerno's on Grand Avenue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love Salernos. That's perfect. That's yeah. not a lame answer. If you had said <laughs> Domino's or Little Caesars. No, I but I feel like Giordano's is like so generic to Chicagoans, but it's yeah, so damn good. <laughs> I, know, I know. I'm a Pete's, Pete's fan of uh, Pete's or Pequod's, but. Um, oh, Pequod's, yeah. Yeah, but Giordano's is good as well. All right, Lisa, um, as we wrap up, why don't you tell our audience where they can find you, um, find the store, find the cafe, uh, social media, website, all that good stuff. Yes, I look forward to meeting and serving all of you. You can find us at Cafe Creamery at 615 North State Street. Again, 615 North State Street. You can find us on social at cafe.cremery, on Facebook at Cafe Cremery. And we are a counter service. We do delivery, pickup, you name it, we're there. But we will definitely be serving you smiles because everything is so sweet and delicious. Awesome. Well, thank yeah. you and Lisa so much for coming on. And we thank you.
Thank you for having me. I look forward to meeting all of you. And thank you so much, Patrick. If you know somebody who wants to be on the show, please shoot me an email, patrick at chicagostylemedia.com. If you liked what you heard today and want to hear more, please subscribe to our podcast, Windy City Wisdom. Also, please check us out on social media, Chicago Style Media. Thank you so much for tuning into the show today. We'll see you next time.